What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1 where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrysomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man. Oh, That's a powerful you. question. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Hey, that's me. I'm Chris Van Vliet. Welcome back to another audio adventure on the Chris Van Vliet Show. Thanks for being with us on this one. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash and Bet Online. And another in-person interview. Oh! I got to thank the Independent Wrestling Expo in North Richland Hills, Texas, for inviting me to do these interviews, not just in person, but in front of a live crowd. Oh, it's so much fun because you feel the electricity. You get the laughter. You get the applause. Oh, so we did three in total. Jake the Snake, Gangrel, and this one with Jazz. And I definitely want to be doing more of these. So keep your fingers crossed for 2021. Hopefully this will be a possibility that we can do this at a, at a theater or we can do this at a, some sort of venue, comedy club. I don't know. Let's see what's open you know, in these next few months moving forward. If I could ask a favor, if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, please take a second to do that on whatever platform you're listening on. And thank you for continuing to bring these reviews in on Apple Podcasts as we keep creep closer and closer and closer to that goal of 2,000 reviews by my birthday. Kane's favorite day. My birthday is May 19th. So right now we're at 12.04. So that means 796 more reviews. And that sounds like so many when I say, but we got seven months. So let's do this thing. Like this review from Fernie316. What? Fernie316. My favorite wrestling podcast. There's nothing more I look forward to on my long car drives than listening to the CVV show. It makes driving much more enjoyable. Truly one of the best interviewers out there and my favorite wrestling podcast. Well, thank you for that. I, and I love how we're joining you on your long road trips. It's like, it's like I'm sitting right next to you in the passenger seat. You know, cracking the window every few minutes because I farted. You know what I'm talking about. We all, I'm not saying I farted, but we all have that friend. You know, you're driving on the highway and you're like, what are you opening the window for? It's the middle of winter. And then they give you that look. You know that look. And you're like, oh, dude. Who thought we'd be talking about farts in the pocket? Where did that come from? It's just, uh, Fernie 316, it's nice to be sitting next to you on these long drives. And we'll continue to keep these interviews coming here. We certainly don't talk about farts with jazz here. It's a much better conversation than that. We talk about how she's a trailblazer in the women's division, although she points out that she's never, ever had an action figure made of her. 
How crazy is that? With the incredible career she had, never had an action figure. We get into her epic NWA title run, some of her favorite matches. I've always wanted to know, because you know, Rock versus Hogan at WrestleMania 18 is my favorite match of all time. I think a lot of people don't talk about or maybe don't remember. That was the third last match of the night. Because after that was the women's match. It was Jazz versus Trish versus Lita. Then after that was Jericho versus Triple H. So I've always wondered, what was it like going on after Rock versus Hogan? Because that match was, I mean, the crowd was on fire for that match. So we got an answer here. It took 18 years, <laughs> but we got an answer to what we, what it was like performing after Rock Hogan at WrestleMania 18. She's also married to Rodney Mack. So we talk about how they met and the wrestling school that they have together in Louisiana. So you're going to love this. Ladies and gentlemen, it's jazz. All right, well, please give it up for the legendary jazz. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Old Cineo Hall gimmick there. That was, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I like that. Yes. How's everything going in your world? Everything is fantastic. You know, 2020 has been a crazy year, not only for me, but pretty much for everybody, you know, in the world. But uh, overall, you know, I'm blessed. I'm alive. I was able to see another year, August the 27th, just turned 48 years old. And I'm enjoying and loving life. What is, so are you going to give us the secret to the fountain of youth? You look incredible. Um, cocoa butter. <laughs> That's it. Cocoa butter. Cocoa butter. Not only do you still look young, mm-hmm. you're still working like you were working 20 years ago. Uh, maybe I was a few months ago, but honestly, <laughs> I just had my last match on this, pre- this past Sunday. I'm done with in-ring. Last match ever. Last match. I ain't going to say, yeah, 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 ever. I'm done. Because <laughs> my like, knees, I'm, I'm limping right now. So really? I'm done. Yes, yes. We um, all know how wrestling retirements work, though. Yeah, but I'm not going to Terry Funk it. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I was actually going to do a whole tour for 2020, but with the pandemic happening, that kind of screwed everything up. But, you know, we'll see for 2021. I may try to do a little tour around. So you're not done. This is great. Well, I'm I'm really done, but I go out there and do, you know, 45 seconds, one minute. (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) Did you go into that match knowing this is going to be it? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Honestly, guys, truthfully, I've been having some issues with my my knees and my back and a lot of more issues um, physically, mentally, and, and emotionally. That's why, you know, I had to just kind of forfeit the NWA title. Yeah. Because I was, you know, having some issues. So I just figure I got two beautiful daughters and, you know, I got to focus on them right now. Yeah. So yes. you held the NWA title for, was it 958 days? Something like that. I don't I think know. I wrote it down here. 948 days. 40, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What was the original plan? How long were you supposed to hold it for? Who knows? Okay. Could you have beaten? Moolah has the record, right? Like 5,000 days or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? And uh, maybe it would have been me and Thunder Rosa battling it out. Right. That's my girl. I love her. Yes. (laughs) She's incredible. Yes, yes, yes. When you first won the title, uh, was the original plan, you're going to hold this for like three years. No. Well, you know, in wrestling, there's no plans. (laughs) There's no plans in wrestling. So, you know, you kind of just go with the flow. And and it just so happens that, hey, I was, you know, 
doing my thing, you know, and, and it just turned out that I ended up holding the title for 948 days. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So if we take this way back, what mm-hmm. was it? Who inspired you to go? I want to do that. Well, growing up in Memphis, Tennessee, I grew up watching Memphis wrestling. So, you know, you got your Jerry Lawlers, your Billy Idols. I mean, Austin Idols. I'm trying. I'm changing some music here. <laughs> Austin Idols. I mean, and everybody came through Memphis. So, you know, just waking up every Saturday morning watching wrestling on TV, I was a fan. I was a fan. Now, getting into wrestling, that's something I kind of got suckered into. You know, being, in, being in, uh, uh, in sports all my life, just an athlete, you know, basketball, softball, track, you know. So I had people approaching me and asking me to, telling me that I would probably be a good prospect to get into business. And um, I, I went forward a couple of times and uh, banged my head on the mat and, and said, nope, this ain't for me. <laughs> So I quit for a little while, and then um, I said, well, I'm going to be a manager because, I, you know, I, I like to hype the crowd up. You know, I'm, a, I'm the hype man. <laughs> and um, did that for a little while, and someone approached me saying JYD was actually having a school in Lafayette, Louisiana, and if I wanted to train, you know, he was there. So I told my dad, Dad, I'm going to Louisiana to train. Mm. Bye. And that's what I did. Wow. I went to Lafayette, Louisiana. I trained underneath Junkyard Dog for a little while. And um, he had his own thing on his issues. And then uh, Rod Price came in and uh, he was like, Jazz, if you want to make money, you're going to have to wrestle. And they trained me for one. They trained me on a, on a Friday afternoon and made me have a match Saturday. Oh my. What? Yes. <laughs> They trained me a Friday afternoon and made me have my first match the following day. Of course, I'm sure it sucked. I don't even want to see it. Thank God it wasn't, you know, social media wasn't around back then because, yeah, it was horrible, I'm sure. So when you train, when you moved there to train with Junkyard Dog, mm-hmm. did you know where you were going to stay? Did you? No. So you just completely bet on yourself, yeah. I'll figure this out. I figured this out. Yeah. Wow. Someone that got, you know, these More shitty people jobs. need to do this, Someone that got shitty jobs, didn't know anybody, but... You know, I, I think it was just meant to be. Yeah. It was meant to be because after training with uh, Rod for like eight months, because Rod was in ECW, he was part of the Baldies. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, ECW is going to be in town. Well, they're going to do the loop in Louisiana. They did um, New Orleans, uh, Baton Rouge, and um, another town. I don't know if it was Lake Charles or whatever. I, I forget. But um, I went, did my little tryout. And uh, oh, actually on the last day. I did my tryout because I was like, I don't fit because they had Dawn Marie there, uh, Francine, and they were just out there catfighting with panties and bras on. And I was like, I don't think they want me, you know. And Dawn Marie's like, girl, you get out there, you know, show them. If you can wrestle, you go out there and you show them. And that's what I did. I got out there and did my tryout with, with Jason Knight. And it was so, oh, my God. Yeah, it's so intimidating. The whole ECW roster surrounded the ring. And they were like, uh, 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 uh. and when they said we tore the house down, I don't know what we did today. But I know when I finished that match, I ran out and I puked my guts out. <laughs> <laughs> I ran in the locker room. There was uh, Tommy Rogers, One Man Gang, and Sabu. And they were like, uh, I was like, uh, just puking my guts out. 
And I guess Paul Lee was looking for him. He's like, where is she? Where is she? So next thing I know, Rodney comes in and is like, babe, they, he's, Paul Lee want to talk to you, want to talk to you. So I had to, you know, freshen my mouth up. And I went out there and he was like, where the hell did you come from? And that's how I got my job in ECW. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Eight months of training, guys. Yeah. That's was, how I got was that your first interaction with Paul Heyman? Very, yeah. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was my first interaction. Because mm-hmm. he's he has, uh, he, there's so many stories that surround Paul Heyman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he live up to, you know, to these, well, to, the, he, to the lore of Paul Heyman? Well, I mean, depending on how you, you want to look at it, I always give Paul Lee credit because... Paul Lee, I, it, the birth of jazz happened in ECW. So without Paul Lee, there would be no jazz. And he not only gave me an opportunity, he, like, pushed me, you know, and, and just go out there and just and, and let it happen. But he would tell the guys, don't go easy on her. Mm. You know, it, it's pretty scary before a pay-per-view match and he's over there telling your opponent, Beat the fuck out of her, <laughs> you know, and you just and you're already nervous, yeah. you know. And then he comes over there to me, and I want you to put it on him, beat him like he stole from your mama, you know. He, that's just that's how Paulie is. He wow. he likes to get in your mind, you know, and he's good at it. He's he's good at it, <laughs> but yeah, you know, he's the one getting my first opportunity and. Yeah. You know, it was up to me. You know, I was given the opportunity and it was either, you know, nut up or shut up. <laughs> you had such a home in ECW. Yes. And you yes. were really starting to make a name for your, mm-hmm. yourself. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it went away. Yeah. Did unfortunately. You, did you oh ever think WWF was an option? No, because everyone in ECW, that was our home. Yeah. You know, we were such a family. And, you know, I don't know if you ever go to any signings, WrestleCons or whatever, but if you see any ECW from the roster, any ECW people there, like, it's just, it's nothing but love. Like, there was no jealousy, nobody, because everybody had the opportunity to shine. Everybody. I mean, the ring crew, they even got a chance to, to wrestle every night. So it was no, you were fighting for a spot. You had your top guys, and that was understandable, yeah. but... Every night, you were going to get an t- opportunity to work. And that's yeah. what, you know, that's what it's about. But most people s- will remember you for your time in WWE, yeah. where there are a lot of people who, they were the ECW guys. And mm-hmm. despite what they did after that, they're mm-hmm. still ECW people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your time in WWE really defined your career. Yes. Again, you know, Paulie was there in WWF at the time. And um, I saw Dreamer in Tyler, Texas, I believe, at an indie show. And he was like, Jazz, I'm going I'm to talk to Paul, see if we can get you a tryout. And I was like, hell yeah, that sounds great, you know. So that got everything set up, and I went over there, and I worked Ivory in a dark match. And when, she, when I approached her, she was like, oh, my God, you know, nice to meet you. Molly Holly told me all about you. She loves you. She said, you're awesome. So she made the match all about me. Oh, that's great. She, yeah, she really did. And they said that was the biggest response they ever had from a ladies' match, our dark match. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and Paul's like, you're going to get a phone call on Monday. <laughs> Three months later. <laughs> <laughs> 
Three months later, um, I did receive a phone call from Johnny A's. Uh, don't really know who you are, kid, but um, everyone, they talk good about you, but yeah, we want you to be part of the company. Your contract's on its way to, to you and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, Jim Ross was telling me, just um, go to OVW just to get the ring rust off because I hadn't been in the ring for a little while. Well, wrestling, but I guess to just to get you know, back to TV style of performing, right? And I was in, um, I guess, OVW for like six, eight weeks, and they called me up to debut for, um, oh, my God. What was my debut? <laughs> What's the, um, the, the Rumble? The Royal Rumble? No, no, no. It wasn't the Royal Rumble. It was, um, what did we, oh, my God. This is great. What was that? Because, <laughs> you know, that's when they had, the teams, ECW, WC. It was Invasion, but the girls had Survivor, Survivor. Series. Okay. Booyah. I knew someone was going <laughs> to recognize, recognize baby. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. And, and lo and behold, you know, I was always a baby face in ring wrestling. And then when I get to WWF, they tell me, uh, we want you to be a heel. And I was like, oh, wow. Shit. It worked out, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah. How much of an influence was Jacqueline on your career? Jacqueline was a humongous influence because she was the first person I thought about when I was approached to actually get in the business. Because, again, in Memphis, she was Miss Texas. And she was a badass, you know? So, once I... Actually, I worked Miss Texas in Memphis once. She beat me in probably 10 seconds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, she did. But yeah, humongous influence. I, I love her to death, you know, and uh, uh, her and I now still would text every now and then just to check on one another. Mm-hmm. I feel like what you did in wrestling, what she did in wrestling at that time has really opened the door for what we see with women's wrestling. Yes. Now. And, and I think me, I was one. Um, I was told Paulie told me, Jazz, never have surgery. You don't need that. You don't need a boob job. You don't need all of that. Just go out there and be you. And, you know, I was like one of the only women <laughs> probably in the history of WWE that never had any type of enhancement surgery. <laughs> was know? there pressure on you from no, WWE? No, never. Huh. Never. 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 Because I, Im- I imagine I- if someone came to them and said, you know, I think I should do this, they would probably take care of that. And yeah, yeah. And, and I probably would agree to it. I mean, <laughs> sh- why not, right? Hey. But honestly, yeah, I, I didn't need it. So it-, it all worked out. And I don't think it would have fit me with my character because I was anti-diva, you know, and I'm all about whooping the blondes, you know, the Barbie dolls and... <laughs> I think I did a pretty good job at it. I'd say so. Yeah. Especially in an era when there was a lot of the, the gimmick Tits matches. and ass. Yeah. yeah. You could say it. I mean, Tits there was, and ass. Yeah. <laughs> there was brawn panty brawn matches. Panties. There was gravy ball matches. Yeah. Yeah. Were you ever, you know, pitched these? No. Wow. No. No. And, and you know what? It was one thing about WWE, F, whatever. They never tried to change me. My style of wrestling who I was or anything. They never tried to change me. And I, I think they liked that I was so brutal and just nasty, yeah. you know, and <laughs> just in your face, you know? So, because honestly, I don't think they ever really had a true heel, you know, in the women's division before me. 
Who, yeah. who was like, who would get booed every freaking night? Ch China, maybe? But eventually she turned baby and, you know, <laughs> after she had her surgeries and, you know, yeah. she's out there shooting T-shirts and shit. So, <laughs> but like I was a heel from the beginning to the end. Yeah, that's so rare. Yeah. Yeah. Was there ever talk of making you baby? No. The When they brought the ECW back. Um, Which is when you came back. When I came back. Yeah. And, of course, ECW fans gave me a baby face pop, and they didn't like that. <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck. That's, I was born in ECW, so, <laughs> hey. <laughs> then they had me doing a run-in on Barbie, kicking her ass. So, like, who wouldn't pop for that? Right. Think they're going to boo me? No. You've counted on restaurants, and now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory, and many of your local favorite restaurants while well, they're still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food, boom, will be on its way. And right now, listeners of The Chris Van Vliet Show can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, the code is BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And the wait is finally over. Oh, football is back. And you may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So the first WrestleMania that I ever attended mm -hmm. was WrestleMania 18, mm -hmm. my hometown, Toronto. I, I felt so bad for you guys because you had the, the triple threat. It was you, Lita, and Trish, Trish. Yes. Right after Rock versus Hogan, which is widely recognized as one of the greatest matches of, of all, all time. all time, yes. H how do you follow a match like that? Well, you know, they put us in a bad situation and it was intentionally done because the crowd was so high, right? And they needed something... You know, if they had to go get water or use the bathroom, that was a time for them to go <laughs> during our match. Yeah. But, you know, we just stuck to our guns and we had faith in our ability to go out there and draw the people. And, you know, we still considered, you know, Ben, that was a great match. But, you know, but that's how they treated the women back then. You know, like we had respect and we was earning our respect. But... You know, they would come tell us, oh, well, 
you know, they're saying y'all wrestling too much like men. But our ratings were higher during the women matches at that time, during tons of the men matches. Oh, wow. So it was a lot of hateration going on, if you <laughs> ask me. You know, but honestly. I don't know if people remember this 18 years later. It was Rock Hogan, then your match, then Jericho and Triple mm-hmm. H. So to put that, you know, Rock Hogan obviously should have yeah, yeah. been on last. Exactly, exactly. I, I don't... I don't know what office, what were their intentions, but it was, you know, we were just put in that spot for the crowd to settle. Because, I mean, it was, it was up there. It wasn't going to get no higher that night, right? Yeah. That- yeah. But, you know, we went out there and, hell, we did our thing. WrestleMania, you know, hey, we can say we were there. Yeah. And we performed and we kicked ass. So Damn right you did. It's all good. When when did you start to get maybe a little bit more time? Like, Divas matches, unfortunately, were just a few minutes long. Yeah, um, honestly, and that's when The Rock was there. And we would probably plan an eight-minute match, but he'd go out there and go over his damn time with his promos and, <laughs> you know. And, and if they have to cut time, it would come from Ours got cut. Yeah. So sometimes we would we would have an eight-minute match plan. Next thing you know, we got three men. And then like, go, 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 go. And you're like, fuck. Ah. <laughs> and when you see me walking to the ring like this, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's when time got shaved and it's like... Get to it and get out of there. So you must have been excited, though, a few years ago when Give Divas a Chance was the hashtag mm-hmm. trending on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, women's matches are being given the same amount of yes, time as men's yes, matches Yes, yes, I mean, when I saw Trish work uh, Charlotte Flair here of the year ago, um, I was blown away to how much time they had and how they paced it out and took their time and told a hell of a story. Yeah. You know, and... I always say, and I tell everybody, um, I was before, I was ahead of my time. If I could have been with this era, oh my God. What? Oh, yeah. But this era is what it is because of the foundation that people like you yes, made. Yes, yes. And, and I just, you know, and it's cool that people recognize that, you know. Yeah. It, it was people like me that said, that made it, you know, um, cool to not look like everybody else. Everybody didn't have to have blonde hair and the big boobs and, you know, and the small waist. And, you know, now it's like, if you're just an athlete and kick ass, you, you get your props. Yeah. You know, and and, and and these ladies now, man, they're tearing the house down. <laughs> Speaking of getting your props, I was so excited to see you make your appearance with AEW. Yes, yes. It was very short, but oh my God, I was just talking about that. It was so many girls there and things was kind of chaotic and you know what, but I was cool. I walked down that ramp and hey, everybody showed love and I was good with that. But even before that, when they announced you, there was a lot of buzz around. Oh my God, we're going to see Jazz wrestle. Yeah, I know, right? But I think a lot of people people hadn't seen you with this hair either. No, no, no. It was a whole different look. Yeah. Oh, complete different look. Yes. But, uh, yeah, you know, the match, it wasn't built around me, <laughs> unfortunately. But, no, it was all good. But, uh, yeah, I just I made my entrance and got in the ring and got eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> when did you decide you'd shave your head? And how did you become okay with that decision? Uh, I'm still working on being okay with it. No, <laughs> It was just something I wore in the weave for so long. Now, weave, I, I'm the weaveologist. 
you know. You've had some great weaves. Yeah, now, I ain't have the boobs and all that, but I had the fake hair now. <laughs> you know, yes. But um, it was, and it damaged my hair so badly, you know. It was damaged. And then once I got sick, I was on medication, and it kind of kind of messed it up even more. It mm. really damaged it. And I was debating on to shave it or get a new weave. <laughs> And my husband's like, baby, why don't you just shave it? And I was like, you think it'd be, you know, like, yeah. I think he said that because I've been married for 21 years and he's never touched my scalp because I had weave. So now he's like, <laughs> he's rubbing it, you know? So I think I got suckered well, into that. You guys have the same haircut now. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, you, I don't, for everybody who doesn't know, Rodney Mack. Is yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. I tell you one thing, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> So I'm good with that, you know, yeah, because that weave was costing me five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars. Oh. So now this just cost you a razor. What? (laughs) High five on that, baby. (laughs) Yes. Good ten dollars, I'm good to go. (laughs) So I've got just one more question for you, then we're gonna open it up to everybody here. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you have some questions, you know, shoot your hand up in a second. How did you and Rodney meet? We actually met training in Louisiana. You know, that's his hometown. And um I was already with JYD training, and Dog had met Rodney somewhere else cause in Arkansas because he was in Arkansas playing college football. And he's like, yeah, I got this other red dude. He's supposed to, you know, he want to train. And it's like, cool. And Rodney and I just we started um, training together, and we was really good friends. And just some kind of way we ended up, I guess, you know, been compatible. Look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> 21 years late of marriage. Wow. Congratulations. Yes. Thank on you. That. Thank That's you. Great. Yes. All right. So we'll open it up to you guys. So if you have a question, Scooby Doo. And I'll repeat it back on the right, mic right. so we can hear it here. Okay. So something that you and Rodney had in common was uh, being made by uh, Teddy Long. Mm-hmm. Right. So what was that experience? So let me just repeat it back here. So you and uh, Rodney both managed by Teddy Long. What was that experience like? Man, that was shit. That's the highlight right there, right? Um, Teddy have managed nothing but the greatest. And, you know, I think I'm the only woman that he's ever managed. So that's history right there. You know, so it was it was it was lovely. You know, Teddy would sometimes calm us down. You know, you can't go out there and beat him too bad, you know. <laughs> No, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> Which that was mainly for Rodney, you know. I I, I kind of understood. I couldn't do too much damage, but Rodney, yeah, you had to calm him down a little bit. But no, Teddy is great. And now we're working together again in a company out of Texas, SWE. So it, it's like, you know, the family's back together again. Yeah. Yes. Who else? Yes, sir. What's your name? Uh, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, so the stark contrast between being a baby face in ECW and then a, a big time heel in WWF. Okay. Well, I mean, what I did in ECW, um, the character never really changed much because uh, um, the jazz you saw in WWE was the same character you saw in ECW, basically, right? I was just working men, so I was automatically the face. But I still was the, you know, fuck, you, you really? You want to try me? 
You know, still the same person. I'm getting scared. It's up just here. with girls, you know, I look more intimidating, right? So basically, that's that, that's what it was. It's the same character, just you know, in the ring with different people. Yeah. So th- they made the difference. <laughs> my my opponent made the difference. Yes. <clears throat> Any other questions here? Can I ask another one if you want? Summer, you have a question? Okay, that's my baby. This is your daughter, yeah. That's one of them, yes. How old are your daughters? They're 11. I have 11-year-old twin girls. Are they identical twins? No. (laughs) It's like I had a baby and Rodney had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Can't really picture Rodney having a baby. Yeah, right, but that's what everyone says. Like, oh, wow, it's it's one of each. (laughs) Yeah. With the incredible career that you've had, do you think we'll see you inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame? You know what? Honestly, that's up to them. Do I feel I should be? You damn right. Yeah, come on. Obviously. You damn right. Yeah. You know, they trying to put that that lawsuit situation over my head, but you know how many people done fucking sued Vince McMahon is still in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> you know, so I don't want to hear that. That lawsuit got dismissed, too. Yeah, it did. And, and my thing wasn't even about uh, uh, the concussions. I was my, my situation with them, I was upset because the whole time I was there, you know, they never gave me a freaking action figure. You know, so it's like the, 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 oh. the people of color was treated a little differently. You know, like they didn't know how to, they didn't really market me. Hmm. You know, I made myself. You know, they gave me the platform to go out there, but Jazz got over on her own. But they didn't, yeah, no action figure, never on a poster. You know, that's the shit I was upset about, you know, but it's all good. I still thank them for the opportunity because without them, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. Sure. So I don't hate them, you know, I just want to be treated fairly. We got one more question here. Yes, sir. Oh, are th- are the kids going to follow in your footsteps and things get awkward? Yeah, there's talk. And of course, daddy's all about it. But, you know, mommy's like, please, let, let's try something else. But they're in the ring. They're doing roles. Oh, what they do you think, Summer? They can run a few spots. Yeah? Yeah. And, and they're like, but, you know, when we go to WWE... And we're working together, and I'm like, they got it all figured out. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's been such a pleasure awesome, talking to you. What awesome. A, what an incredible career that you've had. Yeah. And uh, if you do go on this final tour next year, I'm excited to see everything finally come to an end. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Um, right now, Rodney and myself, we, we, we're, we're trainers at our school, yep. Dog Pound Dojo in San Antonio, Texas. We're the official trainers for the SWE Fury TV. So if anybody interested in training, um, please reach out to SWEFuryTV.com and you can link up with the Dog Pound Dojo through that site. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, Jazz. Well, there we go, my friend. It's so, so great doing these interviews in front of a live audience. So thanks again to the Independent Wrestling Expo for letting me do those interviews and for having just such a great show. Two days with absolutely stacked cards from top to bottom. So I'm hoping that they have more shows. I'm hoping that they have another Independent Wrestling Expo in North Richland Hills, Texas. And fingers crossed 
that uh, I'll be brought in to do some more interviews just like this. If you enjoyed this, snap a screenshot, uh, tag me on Instagram so I can say hello and so I can share this. I'm at Chris Van Vliet, and you can find Jazz. She is at Phenom Jazz. And her story of coming up and being guided by Paul Heyman, that's so great. And hearing, hearing that insight there was incredible. And I know this is only audio, but she looks phenomenal. I mean, you've probably seen her recently in AEW or NWA, but yeah, she just looks great. And I've said it so many times before, and I'll say it till I die. If there's something that you want to do in your life, stop waiting. Just start taking the steps towards it. And that's what Jazz's story here is all about. That's that's the hope with all of these conversations in the podcast, that we hear the awesome behind-the-scenes stories. Of course, that's always great, and hear some awesome road stories. But I want to find out what makes great people great. What makes them chase after the things that seem impossible? What makes them take that first step, and then that second step, and then that 20-second step to get to the point where they're at now? So I hope you enjoy these chats as much as I do. And if you don't, I'm going to keep doing them anyway. I'm just, I selfishly want to have these conversations and learn from the best. Nagib Mahfouz has this great quote, which is exactly what we're talking about here. Fear does not prevent death. It prevents life. So many people are scared to do something because, oh man, what if, what if I get laughed at? What if something goes wrong here? Well, fear does not prevent death. It prevents life. It prevents you from living your life. So mm, enjoy your week. Dominic Mysterio is coming up on Thursday. A phenomenal, great conversation with him. I've said phenomenal many times during this out- outro here. So uh, phenomenal. There we go. I just said it one more time. Be great. Be grateful. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>